warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hi, I'm Helen. I'm currently teaching reception year one children at a tiny school in Buckinghamshire. Hi, I'm Toria Bono. I'm a year four teacher at a very large junior school, and I'm also the host of the podcast Tiny Voice Talks. And today we are planning lessons in design and technology with this week's folktale from Indonesia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Wrong Side of a Giant. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by Winnie the Witch's very own Corky Paul, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time, and even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Toria. Now, we're, we're about to do design and technology. And the last time we did design and technology, it wasn't the longest of episodes because both Helen and I think it was Rob who was with us then yes. um, came up with a lovely food design project involving fruit salad. Um, I feel I like this a, may be similar. <laughs> this may well be similar. Um, so we're instantly going into competition for the shortest ever episode of ever teaching but maybe you can both bring something new to it um go on then uh helen since since you 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 went second um last time on this one do you want to to kick off the <laughs> the dt well it may or may not surprise you to know that i'm going to suggest um a project around vegetable stew yay <laughs> i think any any opportunity for children to actually get that experience of preparing food and cutting it up using using the the knives and things and I'm getting the sense that you you just like your children cooking for you don't you yeah you know just just like to spend all our time cooking. school dinners at your school must be terrible yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what we do little little factory <laughs> of children um yeah so um a lovely project around around vegetable stew and the children getting that experience of creating choosing which vegetables they want tasting different vegetables to do that research and as I've mentioned before, the DT project can can be a sort of bigger project the older the age group you have in terms of preparing and market research and then evaluating your product. But I would definitely mm. from the very early years get children tasting different vegetables, cutting up the vegetables, and then obviously with always with adults support um, <laughs> cooking cooking the vegetables and seeing the changes that happen and then tasting their own stew and deciding whether they actually like it or whether they'd like to change it next time. Yeah, and for those who who missed it last time, um, one of the ideas that came out was blindfolding the children and seeing if they can oh, yes. recognise their own stew um, from you know all of the ones in the class, oh, whether they still that. pick out yeah. their one as the best, as the best one. Yeah, and then it'd be interesting to see as as we talked about. I mean, it's not an area that I'm very knowledgeable about. It'd be interesting to see what vegetables actually might have come from similar part of the world mm. as as the story is set, and then maybe make a stew that would delight the giants. Or not, um, <laughs> depending on yeah. how well the project goes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, did you have a, a similar idea in mind, Tori? I did, but I've now gone off on a tangent. Excellent. I know, because okay. I thought, no, <laughs> this isn't going to be a short bit. So <laughs> I'm developing the enterprise idea. 
So the enterprise idea mm-hmm. where they were actually buying the seeds, growing their vegetables, etc., selling them, what they will need to do is they need to buy. So they need to buy the produce yes. um, mm-hmm. potentially from another group. That's I haven't quite figured that bit out, but they need to buy the pro- produce and then make make it come up with a, a recipe that they want to make using the produce, and then selling it and seeing. And, but the yeah. other thing that I was thinking was actually, do they need to buy the produce, or could they just be given the produce and see where they actually made more money, either from just selling the produce or selling the actual recipe? But mm. I thought no, they'd need to actually buy the produce because they'd need to they'd need to have that return on investment. Yeah. But I do think yeah. so. What I thought was interesting, I don't know if either of you ever watched The Apprentice on a Wednesday evening. I, <laughs> I was just I just love it. Actually, the fact that yeah. okay, you get a certain number of you know you get this and you have to actually come up with your yeah. ideas. And I was thinking rather than telling children, I want you to make a vegetable stew. Actually, these are your ingredients make something like master yeah. Chef. yeah that's probably what it's We're more like all the all the tv programs <laughs> i i'm just thinking about the carnage of the apprentice being more replic- replicating more within you know sort of our children sort of just so looking truly at, you preparing know. them for the adult world yeah truly pre- oh, sort yeah. of that that whole okay you lot make something <laughs> that people are going to eat mm. but you would within that then you would have to do the dt you would have to actually look at the cutting that would be incredible though wouldn't it just the the creativity yeah you, you'd get like vegetable mm. sandwiches and um vegetable pizzas and things i think you yeah um, and i think that's the thing about key stage two because it's really yeah. really important with dt for them to design their own project mm-hmm. and then actually recognize the you know the pros and cons of it evaluate it but it's really important that design process which if they've gone through your key stage one helen they'll be very good at cooking anyway (laughs) hopefully that's my aim (laughs) by the time we hit key stage two they know how to cook it's then a case of them actually coming up with their own recipes Mm. as opposed to just being given one and being told there you go off you go yeah and that whole skill of actually properly evaluating yes. your product instead of just as my year ones tend to do yeah it might it's brilliant five stars five stars yeah. yeah oh yeah it smells great it tastes great five stars everywhere um you actually start to develop that that more effective evaluation yeah. system i've got we made flatbreads a couple of weeks ago one of my children turned around and said well that was disgusting <laughs> well, there, and I thought, welcome go. to key stage two, where you're more honest with your evaluations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, all of the children in both of your classes, I'm sure, will be brilliant at persuasive writing, so they can start fl- putting this into the marketing mm, yeah. of their product, yes. the designing of the packaging. That's going to be important. This is becoming a, again another massive, not only cross curricular, but big. perhaps even cross school project. It's a, big project. Yeah. It's a, a giant, giant project. And given how large your school is as well, Toria, I think you you really could make this into a, a massive factory, couldn't you? With, with... It, I, th- it, I think the potential for this enterprise project is is fantastic. Mm. And yeah. what, you could you could do it also, I suppose, as a as a something to raise awareness of fair trade fortnight as well. Yes. It'd be a, a fantastic way to to do that. And I I don't know whether um the fair trade thing is is a charity in any way. I, I don't think it is. I don't think that's Not how sure. it works. No. Um, but certainly raising awareness of it, um, getting getting some uh posters out there and and anything that's going to get people coming along and seeing more of that logo. Yeah. Well, you can become a fair trade school. So actually, there are three different stages to becoming a fair trade school. I forget 
it's, it's not bronze, silver, gold. It's something similar. I forget what it is. Mm. But actually, for you know, something like this, doing an enterprise project would absolutely give the school a fair trade status, which I think is really, really valuable. Yeah. Excellent. That's yeah, yeah. That's all we have time for today, folks. It was a little bit longer than our last DNT with Persephone. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, do let us know on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Tutamu and the Giant will help us create some art. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon!